because our first inclination as women, I don't really know why this happens. I think it's cultural. I think it's trying, yeah, I mean, trying I think to look self depreciating. Yeah. Because yeah. self depreciating behavior is celebrated, which I don't understand. It's so messed up. It is. It's and so if you up. don't do that, then you have a huge ego. Yeah. And you're, or you're a narcissist. You're, exactly. Or you're a narcissist. And I'm just like, okay. <clears throat> If you like the way you look, you should be okay with someone giving you a compliment. If you don't like the way you look, you should still take a compliment and take a cue from what the people are saying. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So normally we start our episode with a little what's up segment. What's up? What's up? up? But you know what? What's up today is self-development. So we're just gonna we're gonna bust into that because that's like something we want to crack open and talk about. We do have so much to say, and that, like self development is always what's up in our lives. So I, half the we're time gonna I feel like that's what our what's up is about. I know <laughs> what it am is, I working right? On right now? <laughs> yeah. So that's what's up, people. Okay, so today I'm so excited for today. I feel like we do this every time. Put our arms up and we're like, <laughs> do like the superwoman pose. I said superman pose the other day and I got in trouble. They're like superwoman pose. I was like, okay, fine. You're like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know what I meant in my head, but how dare I say that? <laughs> um. Anyways, so today we're gonna jump into uh, both Genevieve and my uh, favorite personal growth and development resources. And some tips for you guys, because we love personal development. We do. We love it so hard. We talk about it all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things as an entrepreneur that I feel like I'm always going to have to constantly grow and change. But the more I kind of come into myself, not only as a woman, but uh, as a businesswoman, as a mother, I, as a, as a wife, I want to be coming from this place where I'm always trying to better myself because I know you know I know how that's going to affect the other people around me yeah and my hope is that you know other women see us striving to improve upon ourselves and um and want to do the same for themselves because the times in my life where I spent a lot of time on personal development have been huge periods of growth for all the other areas of my life yeah and it's just it just goes to show that when you actually pour into yourself and you're not pouring from an empty cup you know and you let your you let your vase fill up and then it'll overflow right oh yes honestly for me I think that self-development has been I think I almost had to like give myself permission to do it it was like which is such bs that you feel like you have to have permission to spend time on yourself yes. in any way and we're not necessarily talking about self-care but i feel like 
personal development is a form of self-care. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. I feel like it's probably more than half of what self-care can be or should be. Because if you're spending the time on refining yourself and refining what where you want to go with who you are um it the rest of it gets taken care of like you find yourself finding time to do even some of the little things like getting your nails done or sitting down and drinking the 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 kombucha the tea the whatever that makes you feel good and it's it's like because you've got the emotional maturity to stop and do it but if you don't have the emotional maturity to do it in the first place which i think is a huge part of self-development is just having that maturity like for me I think it took me going through like these steps of maturity like my 20s my 20s were kind of this this like you think that when I was younger I thought my 20s were going to be the time of like freedom and and fun and like all these exciting adult life things were going to be coming my way and really it was a lot of those things but it was a lot of just figuring it out like trying to figure out what I wanted to be and how did I want to do it and you know, there are a ton of possibilities, which is fantastic. But when you have that so many possibilities, you really have to know yourself. You really have to know what you want and how you're going to get there. And like, that's what I felt like my 20s were for me was, what do I want? And how do I get what I want? Yeah. And then once you, you, I think that's the big thing. Once you decide what it is that you want, then that's the place where you have to do a lot of personal development to figure out how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And for me in my like personal growth and business journey, knowing more about myself and why I do what I do and why I think what I think and why, where the negative talk comes in and where I can like really push through knowing those little different pieces about myself helps me know when to ask for help and when to, um, you know, push forward or, you know, take a step back and, and take a break or, or whatever. So anyways, I think it's been a huge part of both of our journeys. And this is a place where, you know, being involved in business in general, being a business owner myself, um, working in holistic nutrition before I went into doing, you know, a little bit more multifaceted work now, and then working with beauty counter, like it's been, the hugest period of growth and development personally for me. And I find it so compelling as far as, you know, being a part of this beautiful community of other women. Mm -hmm. And I hope, I hope the beauty counter itself ends up becoming a bigger than just women, you know, but right now that's kind of the place we're speaking from. And, uh, but being a part of a group of people who's also seeking constant personal growth and development is something that's so inspiring to me. And it Ditto. I've seen it so true regardless of where people are at in their entrepreneurial journey. Like whether they've, you know, they're just getting started or whether they, they've kind of like quote unquote arrived or maybe they have like a big business or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like everybody's seeking to learn more about themselves too. And not just refine, but just understand that's better. my thing and, is understanding. And like understand how other people because when you get to know yourself better you open yourself up to understanding others better as well there's so much care and love involved Mm -hmm. when you can have a relationship where you feel like you understand them at least even if you're like I don't understand completely but I can grasp where you're coming from a little bit (laughs) yeah and well there's a few resources that that you and I (laughs) a few that you and I definitely um jive on as far as like how we develop our business 
together too. You know, now that we're podcasting, I mean, like I've had the realization a few times. We're like, oh, we're we're kind of business partners now. <laughs> uh, I, know, I think both of our husbands are like, and you will be forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you'll have me, let's be real. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> so. But anyways, I think, you know, we'll we'll share some specific resources that have helped us figure that out. So, um, Jen, will you take a little bit of time and talk to us about like your person, your personal growth journey yeah, and uh, your place of self-discovery in in a, a, like where I'm at today? Briefly. I know. Brief. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll try. Uh, so I like I was saying before, I think my 20s was full of all of this self-development And I think you go from this place of, I had a wonderful childhood. My parents were super supportive of me wanting to be me. I was very lucky that my mom was the kind of person that was like, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be you. Like, I want you to discover you. And she had fun as a parent helping us discover who we were, you know. And so even from a pretty young age, I was aware of self-care to a certain extent, like, Uh, My mom was like, you know, you got to take those times for yourself. You have to allow yourself to breathe. You, you you know, so she would, I mean, sometimes she would pull me out of school, just go shoe shopping with me just because she wanted to spend time with me. And she knew I was spending too much time doing all my other activities. And she's like, we're not shirking. We're not shirking our responsibilities here. I know you don't have any tests. I know your grades are caught up like you don't have any, you know, so we're going to take some time for ourselves. And I think that was a good example for me to at least be aware of that, because it wasn't until um, I had gotten married that I realized not everybody does that. No, like no. I didn't know. And in fact, I feel like personal growth and development has this huge stigma around it um, and not just self-care, but but this place of growth, because they're like the category of books is called like self-help. I know. Like, what the? What like you're heck? broken to begin with so you need help and I mean like we all need help let's be real <laughs> but the way they say it sometimes but yes and like, like you're broken so you need to be fixed and when you talk about when I talk to people they're like oh what podcasts and what books do you read it's almost all personal development or mm-hmm. in health and nutrition or because that's what people connect to a lot of times exactly and it's something that I have I have a lot of people in my life who who will basically say like oh I don't really read books like that I read fiction and I'm like what I just don't really read fiction (laughs) I've done both right yeah yeah, sure there's lots of people who do both and it's not mutually exclusive by any means um you know for many people many people you know a lot of there can be tons of personal growth and development that happens within the fiction category too because Mm -hmm. there's a story to be told there's a lesson there's you know there's a lot a lot I think that's why fiction is such a things people see you know it's stories yeah stories stories. so for Mm me I'm hearing a story told about a real person's life versus a fictional story which fictional stories are usually loosely based on something that happened to some you know in their life or maybe you know some of them are so anyways I I encounter a lot of people in my life who when I tell them the kinds of things that I listen to and do are either like oh I couldn't do that or they're basically coming from a place where they're like, oh, you, that's all you listen to? Like it's looking like, down on yeah, it? Yeah. 
that's all I listen to. Heck yeah, that's what I listen to. <laughs> but this is like this is the high high vibe versus the low vibe person is that's someone been an interesting discussion between you and I lately. Yeah, I think I this the whole concept of like a high vibe person was introduced to me in um You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which is definitely one of my personal development resources that I would share with you guys. I bought her a button. It's cute. <laughs> I really like it. You push it and it, the Jen's how do you say her last name? I can never Sincero. Say she says little phrases you push the button she's like you could do it <laughs> you are a badass everybody needs a button like that in their <laughs> so i uh through that book she talks a lot about like letting go of low vibe people and embracing the high vibe and you know never being the smartest or the most well-connected person in your in your group like low vibe versus high vibe yeah i mean i don't know if i would explain it really well but essentially like a low vibe person who's not interested in personal growth and development isn't looking to like better themselves or change um it feels threatened by other people who are in that like high vibe category who want more and it that that seems to be the designation like yeah people who don't want more versus people who do and it could be a better lifestyle it could be more money to afford that better lifestyle it could be uh uh more notoriety more career it could also just be more downtime with your kids or more but something you just wanting want more, more. And yeah. whatever that is for you, that's okay. That doesn't mean being like some business hustler. Like that's not right. the difference because I have a lot of friends who are in that like high vibe category with whom our goals and our life looks completely different Ditto. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But they don't look at you and think you're nuts when you're like reading a self development book. They're like, oh, that's pretty sweet. I should check that out. And then they find ways to apply that to their parenting or their relationship yes. with their spouse or what have you. And so and maybe there's someone who when the kids are done, they want to, you know, be in that space, too, or maybe not, which is both are OK. Yes. So it's not necessarily like, you know, I, I think a lot of people think of this like dichotomy between like a stay at home mom versus like a hustling businesswoman, regardless of whether that woman has kids or not. Right. And I, I really would like to break through that stigma because I think there are plenty of stay at home moms out there who are literally hustlers. Agreed. And they are not only in a category of self-development, but they're in a place where they're trying to provide the best and most wonderful learning experience, life experience for their children. They're and that's other human beings self-develop. Yeah. And that's like, they're like in the business of self-development. Yeah, they're right? in the business of, of developing other humans, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my mom is totally one of those people. She's with my kids so much and, um, and I get to do what I do because of that. So, you know, right. it, it facilitates that process well, for all me made to be in this space for a reason. Like yeah. we're all not complete carbon copies of each other. No. And I think the celebration of the diversity is what needs to be discussed more is like, cool. If that's not who you are, then let's talk about who you are. Like, yeah. let's, I, I'm all about like each person finding that discovery of who they are. And if they aren't there yet, then let's, let's find it. Like find it. Like, I think that's why I love self-development. Yeah. But I think it's more so of like uh, people finding a way to r realize that they want it. And maybe they don't know how to get like a high vibe person might know they want it, but not know how to get it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was there for a long time. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we all were right. Yeah, I felt we, like I was wandering around. We weren't getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh, my 20s or we have baggage <laughs> and other things that are kind of holding us back that we're not allowing our like allowing ourselves to see 
or work through or we're allowing it to hold us back or it is holding us back oh gosh that is a statement that i'm just learning more about and i was like ooh, that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. yeah diane sanfilippo was mentioning that in her instagram stories the other day because i see her yeah and i think that's it's huge it's absolutely huge you got to get that paid off right before you can kind of move on in life a lot of times and or baggage emotional baggage that you can unpack that's another way of, I, I think about that's it. a that Rachel Hollisism yes. right I love she it when she's unpacking said, yeah she brings suitcases it. onto the stage Ugh. and is like let me unpack this so. so there's more we can say about Rachel Hollis yeah. well let's <laughs> hop in let's hop into our our recommendations and the things that we're loving and yeah just barring all of this you guys the place we're both coming from is we literally just saw the made for more movie which is a documentary that um rachel hollis and dave hollis and their team put together on it's literally a documentary about their rise weekend that they do That's which is a personal conference. it's a personal development conference <laughs> yeah so cool. uh and it's you know it's come a long way and they've had a ton of people uh attend this last spring versus last year it's changed a ton so they kind of like talked about the journey from the first year to the second year how to put on an event like that but they also pulled all the highlights and the the things that they would want you to hear and experience if you had been able to be there and they did this production because there were so many people that said would you consider doing a, a virtual event like this or finding a way to I love that they did it this to way. reach people it's really interesting yeah. it literally it's first of all like you guys impactful it's impactful but it was also genius marketing to get people to the conference we're going next year because we're definitely going <laughs> Um, and you know, I, I was talking to, um, one of my friends about it the other day and, and she was just saying, well, you know, there wasn't a lot of new information in this, but it has a lot to do with how Rachel Hollis delivers it. Yeah. And it's a wake up call for a lot of people huge, that maybe not have a listened. A huge wake up call. Yeah. Um, and there's so many pieces of it, but a lot of it was being in community with other women who want more. Um, coming from a place where you realize that you're not alone in your baggage, your hangups, oh. the awful things that you've done Stand up in your, your life. Sister. Whoa. My big takeaway from the Rachel Hollis made for more movie was this activity that they do at the, at the rise conference. And it was essentially, they put together this piece of paper that had all of these terrible things, oh, heavy things, like lost heavy a child. things that you, I have lost a child. I've been raped. Like I've, heavy things. I hate myself. That one. I hate my body. And so basically Ugh. going through this list, everyone felt like truthfully, vulnerably, filled out this piece of paper not knowing what it was going to be used for and they said it'll all be anonymous anonymous. yeah at least there was that so so then they folded it up and they had them pass it back three and then over three and then forward one and then then across 10 and so at the end of it no one had any idea whose piece of paper they were holding with all of this baggage and they opened it up and they read off the statements on the stage and had people stand up for their sister oh gives me goosebumps even just talking based on what they had been through and the one that they got to was i hate myself i hate i hate the way i look i hate the way i look and every single woman nearly every single woman in a crowd of 800 was standing up i am shaking my head right i when that part hit in the documentary i audibly went (gasps) Like I looked at Cassie and I was like, this is not okay. It's an epidemic. Cause I mean, statistically 
having that many women in the room and having that many stand That's a pretty good sample size. Exactly. That's a huge sample size to the point where you're like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I'm honestly, especially being in being a professional makeup artist, that is truthfully one of the most rewarding, best parts about what I do is it's not who you are, but it's fun and it helps you f- see a lot of things about yourself. Every single woman that sits in my chair, the first thing they say to me is something they don't like about their face. And the first thing you say back, I'm sure, is something to the effect of we're going to highlight this amazing part of you. And I was, and I, I usually follow it with, I didn't even notice because I was looking at blah, blah, blah. Because truthfully, as an artist, I yep. look for the things the good. first. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, I feel like most people in society are like that. They don't notice your faults first. Like even breakouts. I, I guarantee you most people don't notice the breakout but they notice like how blue your eyes are or they'll notice like how amazing your eyebrows look or you know what I mean? Well, especially after you've worked on them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But yes, it's, I think that was a, a, something that really hit home and they talked about in the, in the made for more documentary about how they're using that experience to speak even more to what they're going to talk about at the next rise weekend, which is going to be early June. We'll tag the info in the show notes for you guys. So back to our discussion about high vibe versus low vibe people. And I don't have a whole lot to say about low vibe other than it's, you know, coming from a place where you're not willing to change. You feel threatened by other people who are maybe more high vibe. It's yeah. So, you know, and most of us who are in that high vibe category, it doesn't mean we're better. It just means we're coming from a different place and we're, we're ready for, for, more we're ready for something new something different we're always wanting to grow and change yeah, and that's not true for everybody some people yes. have a really hard time with change and I embrace it I freaking love it well and I think that's the difference between like you said not saying one's better than the other nope. it's just understanding the difference so that way a high vibe person can understand a low vibe person I think a low vibe person can become a high vibe person oh agreed I can actually also unfortunately oh, go the yeah, other way of course yeah you know I think sometimes when a high vibe goes to low vibe you start to kind of go well let's talk about why yeah you know but it, it, a lot of times it helps you understand relationships better. And yeah, anyway, tell me about of, high vibe people. But a lot though. of it's like inherent. So um, a lot of high vibe people. So first of all, like we just we're going to talk about hanging with your tribe Ooh. so much. <laughs> yes. Like being with your tribe of people. And that doesn't mean people who are the same as you. That's not what that means. That's not what that means. It means learning from a lot of different people, but a tribe of people who lift you up, who you contribute to as well. Everyone's contributing, Mm -hmm. Um, but people who match your speed, your effort and your intensity. Say that again. Speed, effort and intensity. So that makes who's matching that. Mm -hmm. That's your tribe. Effort, intensity. Yes. And uh, people who are in this high vibe category um, love learning from other people. Like when someone opens their mouth to speak, they listen because they think, what can I learn from this or this person's experience or what they have to say? And rather than feeling threatened by those other people, mm-hmm. embrace change. So we just talked about this. Uh, be, Which is an exercise, man. That, that Like I didn't naturally come like that. Like, sure. I don't think I don't. We don't naturally like change very right? much. So we get comfortable in our habits and our ways. And- oh, yeah. But learning to get excited by change and welcome it is is a practice. Well, and change is super good for your mental health. It yeah. redirects pathways in your brain, Ooh. creates new neuropathways, and it's why you always want to like be seeking some sort of new skill. 
mm-hmm. um, for your mental health. So um, uh, high vibe people are also willing to be accountable to themselves, mm-hmm. to other people, um, understanding that you're not perfect. Uh, and I think we all understand that, but coming but from a place that. of, it's coming from a place of humility. Yeah. And willing mm-hmm. to own it and be vulnerable about mm-hmm. it, be real about it. Um, being grateful and recognizing your worth. So there's very few high vibe people out there who probably would have checked that box that says, I hate the way I look. Right. Like even for me and coming from a personal place, like post baby, I'm not in the best shape of my life, not even close to being in the best shape of my life. And I don't feel amazing about where I'm at physically, but I also fully understand that first of all, it's temporary. Second of all, I can change it if I, if I have the time and effort and the space. And if I don't, I can give myself the grace to understand that now is not the time. Yes. And that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't determine my worth. Yes. The scale, my size, it doesn't matter. It does not determine my worth. That doesn't mean I don't want it to change, but I know it doesn't change my value your core right so so that piece of it i think there were a lot of people that i was with for that movie and then have discussed with since who have said i've never thought that before and because i think it's just it's that realism it's that understanding and knowing your worth and for some people finding your worth is a really long and difficult journey because someone took that away from you you know or or you allowed someone to take that away from you depending on finding your upbringing or what you've been through but I think that's a huge piece of becoming the it's the bridge I think finding your worth is the bridge between the low vibe to the high vibe I think because once you know your worth you allow yourself to want more and and truthfully like part of my journey was I, I dated a total douchebag. <laughs> I dated a few douchebags, but I was very young. Gosh, I was in my <laughs> early 20s. So it was like a really like formidable time in my adult life. So I'm glad you had time afterwards because like and it was only six months, but it was six months of just total mind game central. And I was just like, I don't I don't want to be a part of that. I think that's when that was the beginning of my high vibe journey was mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't want that. Both of us kind of had that where we where we drew a line in the sand and we said we don't have room for these people because they're bringing us down. Yes. We both had that. Yeah, that if you're shift. in that place, like let it go. Come to that let realization. Those people go. Yes. Yeah. Um and so the other piece of it pieces of like that high vibe or like just, you know, finding your tribe is like you yourself being intentional. Super intentional. Oh, my favorite word lately. Having purpose behind mm-hmm. what you do thinking about something before you do it don't float through like yeah be set your intention set an intention mm-hmm. and follow through um and then lastly challenging yourself and i think this goes with embracing change too you it's just one of those places where you have to really if you want to come to a place where you're happy to develop yourself change grow all of that it's gonna be uncomfortable and oh, it's yeah. going to be challenging oh yeah you're gonna have a lot of moments of realization that you're like not comfortable with yes and it's okay that's okay to live in that space ruminate in it a little bit and then decide what you're gonna do about it yep but own it i just i think you're so right i think we have a culture now that's so self-deprecating and i think before i don't know if we were recording or not but before we started recording we were talking about how um our culture really like value self self deprecation and when you're when you feel good about yourself it's looked at as like arrogant or egotistical or narcissistic 
And I mean, honestly, there's got to be a balance, man. There's got to be some place for us to say, yes, I know my worth. I understand, you know, these are the things that I feel that, you know, that make me feel valued. And here's what I love about myself without being like someone who's looked at as as a narcissist. Right. Honestly. And I think that that's going to be important for us as adults. But it's something that I hope that like the new generation gets a chance to ruminate in as well. Mm. I came across this really interesting list uh, for um, that I was giving to a group of young girls for some like self-development and things like that, because I wanted to get to know them as a leader for them. Yeah. And uh, the more I started to think about it, I was like, actually, it's not so much because I don't want to know their favorite color. I know how old they are. I don't need to know what grade they're going to. I don't I don't need to know their favorite animal. You know, I want to get to know them. So I found this really cool uh, worksheet that allowed me to have these really interesting statements of I am a human being that and then had all these different statements of loves blank uh, is willing to give up blank. And just really interesting statements. And most of the time they were like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> I was like, right? great, let's 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 work on that. And I think having that moment of like that young girl, like trying to teach them about themselves. One of the statements was, I'm a human being that notices blank. And one of the girls looks at me and she's like 11. She's one of the older ones. And she goes, I, I don't notice anything. And I was like, I saw you noticing those cupcakes when you walked in the room because I brought them cupcakes. And she goes, oh you're right I notice food every time and I was like just noticing that she loves food like that's okay that doesn't make it wrong right you love food and that's cool you know and one of the girl was talking about how she could adopt all the dogs in the world and would love it and I was like that's so cool open up another conversation for a girl to talk about animals she loved and it's it's silly how our society doesn't really allow for that kind of space at a younger age to have these conversations of who we are. Granted, it changes a ton from that age to adulthood. But having those regular check-ins, I think, can be so huge for a young person's development and an older person's development. Well, it teaches people at a young age to allow themselves to dream and, and notice things about themselves and their strengths and where they can work. Like, it's the, yeah, we need more people doing that kind of work with youth for sure so jen will you share some of your favorite self-development yes resources that you've been loving as of late oh yes 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 i will (laughs) this was kind of a a challenging thing for me to uh rein in a little bit (laughs) because i was like okay I love all the self-development things, but there are some things that have really like guided me during this time. So I kind of want to talk about those first. Um, this one sounds kind of silly. It's a book because it's the five love languages book. I love this. I don't book. think that's silly at all. Well, it's so many people rub it into just having it when your marriage or your relationship, but it has changed the way I interact with people, period. My kids, like when I start to get to know somebody and I know they're having a hard time, I want to know their love language. I want to be able to speak to them in a way that like, like feeds them emotionally. Well, and I, you could call it love language, but you could also call it like care language or like, you know what I mean? Because one of the first things that you and I did in our discussions, I think our first phone conversation that we had 
was was you know centered around like our relationships and understanding love languages with our partner and then we got to know what each other's love languages are right and that has spoken to how we love on each other as friends yes too so it's a lot of these like personal development resources will not only help you learn more about yourself but teach you how to love on other people better too no matter whether they're your partner your spouse which changes the way you interact it really does yeah it's well and it makes you more intentional with your actions too yes yeah absolutely and for me it was it was all about it's true like some people like for instance I speak totally opposite love language from my husband like ditto to that by the way how do we get there I opposites attract (laughs) but it makes me really bad at his love languages because I don't get it (laughs) ditto it's been a real journey to try to like understand because it used to feel like I am so this book is the five love languages by Gary Chapman so I wanted to put that out there there's five different languages there's words of affirmation there's physical touch quality time service and gifts so those are all the love languages and I know them so well because I talk about it all the time and Mm -hmm. it's been 10 years since I read the book the first time. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of time to ruminate. <laughs> uh, I, the first three times I read the book, I don't think I took it the way it was meant to be taken. And then it, I, for whatever reason, I kept skipping the last chapter, which was a recap. And I kept thinking, well, I read the whole book. I don't need a recap. But the last time I read the book, it was like the fourth time I read it. I read the recap finally. And I don't remember what made me change or why I did. And all of a sudden it clicked and I went, oh my gosh, I have been denying what my actual love language is because I thought it was cheap or too easy my first one is words of affirmation and a very close second is gifts and I was like nope mm -mm," because I dated someone who abused that oh and I was like that's not my love language because I was like I am not gonna be fooled again I am not gonna be put in that place so I was in denial of my own love language and it took me a long time to be like oh okay so I've been kind of doing this wrong <laughs> and I need to own who I am. And that's really who I am is when somebody I care about speaks words of affirmation to me, it speaks to my soul. Like it's deep to me. And when somebody goes out of their way to buy me a gift, even if it's something really simple and even if it's homemade, even if it was picked up on the side of the road, if there's intention behind it, I I, I like deeply feel it. Oh, You know what I mean? I love it. And my husband's the opposite. He's quality time, physical touch. And like I could do long distance relationship for sure. I could totally do that. Ditto to that. Right. But my husband, deal breaker, total 100% deal breaker. And uh, for a few years, it was pretty stifling to me, but I also wasn't depositing into his love tank. Like that's a whole nother concept. If you're interested in getting into the book, definitely read it. It was recommended to me and I've recommended it to many, many, many people, whether it's newlyweds or people that are just trying to connect. Yeah. You know, and I actually like I don't really love the book. I think it's a little monotonous. It is. The concepts. Amazing. Right. So you can just take the quiz, too, if you want the quick and dirty version of that. And then maybe from there, after, you know, you can kind of come from a more analytical place within the book to understand how to like that's, I think that's do why the I relational it. thing yeah I think that's why I read better. it so many times truthfully yeah. I love that so many of these personal development things help you be better in your relationships like I think that's amazing they make me a much better coach and mentor to both my nutrition clients and my beauty counter team knowing mm-hmm. those um, I wish I could know everyone's like Enneagram type which I'll talk about oh, in yeah. a minute mm-hmm. 
but I've got other couple quick ones. My, yeah, that no, one please. was my big long one because it really changed my marriage, changed the way I interact with people. It was kind of the beginning of me being like, I see a massive difference in like implementing these things in my life because mm. it was in my early 20s. Um, I have to give a nod to Girl Wash Your Face, even though it's new. I read it when it first came out or I listened to it on Audible. Which yeah, is, but Rachel Hollis is not new. Homegirl's no. been working for a while. She, she just all of a sudden got well, she noticed. Started, she started in fiction, which I think is so interesting. Yeah, it is. But she was taking her real life experiences and yeah. putting them into these like fictional characters. Oh, so interesting. But Rachel Hollis um, wrote this book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's all about each chapter is a different lie that she either told herself or that she thought was true from, you know, learning in some capacity from society or, you know, just growing up in America sometimes you just learn certain things that are actually not quite true and I could not believe I I remember being halfway through the book and being like I I can't imagine what else she can talk about because I feel like she's hit some such big things and she just kept going and she was so right like there's all these lies that at one point I feel like I have told myself too of course and then all at least you've thought Right. And all these personal stories that come along with it, I related to on so many fronts. And she was so vulnerable. If if you get a chance to listen to it on Audible, I recommend it because she narrates it. Yeah, I'm the jam for me is authors who narrate their own books, mm-hmm. especially if they're in like the podcasting or media space at all, because she gets it. Well, there's also that connection, too, because you're hearing their voice, which you normally hear on their Instagram stories or their True. their podcast or True. what have you. And so if someone else did the book, it just wouldn't be the same. No, not at all. So go check out her work, you guys, because if you're feeling like you're in a low vibe place, but you want to be in a high vibe place, like she Oof. helps you work through your BS. Now she unpacks your baggage. <laughs> helps you <laughs> helps you do it. Yes. Yeah. She helps and, you unpack um, it yourself. But also, like, even if you're in that high vibe place, it's such a great book to like help understand like where you came from. And she talks a lot about like not not uh apologizing or or harping too much on the the bad things that have happened in your life because they made you who you are like you wouldn't have the positive experiences and opportunities that you have now without those bad things yes those awful things and she talks about how she doesn't really understand why people talk about how there's a reason for everything like there's a reason for you know her losing her brother or like I can relate to that with losing my dad like I don't think there's a good reason for that but but good can come from it is what she talks about and so um I just I love her concepts in that book and she breaks things down just digging her content Mm. in general and her and Mm. her husband Dave Hollis are starting to do some more marriage stuff which is pretty cool I'm excited to dive into that a little bit and they have a marriage conference coming up in is in September in Austin Texas is Mm -hmm. that right Mm -hmm. So, and you guys can check that out. We'll throw that in the show notes. So what else else are you digging, girl? Uh, I'm going to name off my podcast favorites really quick. Beautiful. So Goop podcast is done. It's uh, originated from Gwyneth Paltrow and and Goop is like a media company. She started that they have like a publication. They're they have a great store online They're They lead a little cleaner lifestyle, but I like the Goop podcast because a lot of the content they have right now gets me out of my where I'm at like it's it they kind of push some of my boundaries a little bit which I really kind of enjoy is kind of talking about some of the new concepts of things out there there's also this one called the lavender lifestyle and I found this person because she's on YouTube and I started watching some of her things for I want to say it was for marketing 
um, development. And she has great business advice for blogging, vlogging, digital entrepreneurship. Mm. And she has great people on her podcast. And I just really, I really like her style. She has great YouTube. You should check it out. Um, I also really like the Highest Self podcast or it's Highest Self podcast. And I like this one because it's not, uh, a lot of it is Ayurvedic principles. Uh, She, she's an Ayurvedic um, guru like she's written she wrote the book and I can't remember what it was called but I'll have to put it in the show notes but she wrote a book on the idiot's guide to Ayurvedic I believe is what yeah. it's called and um, she does a lot of spiritual self-help so even though it's not it's not to any de- denomination it's a lot of like development amongst yourself about like being in a, a higher place which is why it's called the highest self podcast and i love her branding i love the way she does her podcast it's very soothing to listen to so that's those are probably my favorite podcasts i mean well let's be real i i really really like other podcasts that aren't necessarily self-development those are but those are my favorites yeah we can have like a we can have a full episode on all our favorite podcasts (laughs) shout outs to the podcast but what about you i want to hear about your books and podcasts or other so let's start with podcasts so that's a good uh segue so uh a lot so this is really interesting but one of my favorite personal development podcasts is actually nutrition podcast shout out to diane and liz from balance bites podcast because (laughs) honestly like they've taken the journey from like talking about nutrition to talking about bigger topics so well. And I love that, you know, as you're growing, it's so clear as to like what happens in your health journey. Cause as you're growing in your health journey, you come into a place of more self-discovery and wanting more because you're finally allowing yourself more because you're happier with where you at or you're, you feel better or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or your mental health is better. And so you have headspace to, to look and ask for more in your life. And there's more room. So I, you know, it's really interesting. I feel like there's many of us in the health and wellness space where we start out talking to people about eat this food and not that food and try this and not that and exercise this way and take these supplements. And then all of a sudden now we're talking about, um, you know, bridges into lifestyle. And now we're talking about like self-development because it just goes hand in hand and that's kind of the natural progression of the journey and so that kind of happened with the podcast which I think is so cool and so now it's a lot more of a self-development resource than it used to be I mean like oh yeah I mean I don't even know like like, seven or eight years a long time I've definitely been listening since at least like 2012 and I had to back up and do episodes before that yeah so So yeah watch their journey at least seven years I would probably say so they have you know hundreds of episodes so that podcast for sure. Um, and especially if you're like on a health journey and you want to learn more about yourself. I've learned a lot. From that um, and that I've learned a lot podcast. of great self-development resources from them. Right. Like they're like a great resource for me for all of those things. Um, the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes oh, is another one of my favorites. Um, you know, he'll go into the he, he like works with people and they tell their story and he brings on some real empowering, like motivating people. It's really amazing. So he, all of his podcasts are pretty much interviews. And then he has like little mini episodes too. So I really like Lewis Howes. He's got and a great Instagram too. Yeah, he does. Um, Very for sure. active in media. <laughs> for sure. Um, Happier podcast with oh Gretchen boy. Rubin. And I was, again, originally introduced to Gretchen Rubin through the Balance Bites podcast, like probably many of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that bridges well into like my book resources. So Gretchen Rubin is an author. Uh, she's written several wonderful books. Um, the Happiness Project, Better Than Before, 
Um, but the most recent that she's written is called The Four Tendencies. And it's it's a oh, spinoff mm-hmm. of Better Than Before, which is all about how to cultivate healthy habits by knowing yourself better. Hack yourself. Based on, right? <laughs> it's all about self-hacking. Um, <laughs> based on these four different tendencies that most people present as. And it all has to do with how you respond to outer versus inner expectations. So um, people who respond well to both inner and outer, those are called upholders. And then there's kind of a, a spectrum that goes from there. And so I found out who I, my, how I respond to expectations through that and learned a lot about myself. And, and what I found out is that I'm, a, I'm an obliger. Mm, so too. is Genevieve. <laughs> so that means that we respond really well to outer expectations, i.e. the expectations of others, but not to inner. So for things like self-care and self-development and all of those Accomplishing things. Accomplishing things. Yeah, getting stuff done. It's mm-hmm. really hard for me. And so what I've learned is that obligers thrive on accountability. And I learned that from that book. So if you want to come from a place where you'd like to understand why you do what you do better. Why don't you do? Or why you <laughs> <laughs> why you can't get yourself to do the yeah. things you want to do mm-hmm. right maybe you're that person um, or why you blindly follow rules even if you know it's a dumb rule <laughs> things like that <laughs> hello upholder sometimes questioner um so so all of that to say that particular resource not only has helped me understand better about myself but also meet other people where they're at and understand more about them oh yeah so I I absolutely love that and um another another shout out to girl wash your face for sure that's been a fantastic book again for me being in a leadership position with where I'm at in my career right now it's really honestly spoken to how I coach and train my team a lot and I think the real real is that if you want to grow and develop as a person you need to be digging deeper and being willing to be incredibly vulnerable and um, coming from a place of humility being willing to challenge yourself and change um, and understanding from that process the five love languages has also been really big for me and understanding um, myself and then other people that I'm very close to Mm -hmm. and that was a that was kind of a, that, again, a really difficult one for me that I pushed aside too, because my highest love language is actually gifts, which I'm not a materialistic person. So that was a very difficult thing for me to, when you told me you were gifts, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, and it, I didn't realize it for a long time too, because I didn't really, I put, I blocked it out. I didn't, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you yeah. know, you know, materialistic people like gifts. And I was, I like, was like, it's too cheap. It's too easy. So I kept telling myself. Yeah. Well, and materialistic people put me off. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's not me. And it totally is me, but it's just, it <laughs> can be, I bought her a button. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it can be any little thing. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. So Skylar will buy me literally like a single stem rose and it will mean more than any expensive thing I've ever got. Yeah. Because he knows I had a rough day or he just wants, he says, I want to speak to your love language. I'm trying to fill your love tank. Like, and when when he does that, I'm just like, (laughs) I love you. Thank you you for knowing me. (laughs) Um, But I mean, that just goes to show that knowing these things helps us improve our relationships. And Mm -hmm. I mean, what is life about if it's not about being in connection and relationship and and the tribe mentality with other people yeah and doing life together like we're not meant to do life alone no we're not meant to do that so why don't we do it together and let's do it together even better yeah so the last resource i want to recommend 
is called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. (laughs) You know, both all of these books I'm mentioning are like really popular ones, but they're popular for a A reason, reason, people. So if you are not feeling like a badass these days, go read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Actually listen to it through audio again, because she does her own audio book and it's amazing. I haven't even Um, finished it. And then she also has a jump off to that called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And the interesting part is that there's not like a whole lot of new information in the second book, in my opinion, but it's a little bit more on how to work on that relationship with money because we all have a really, messed most up. of us have a really messed up relationship with money. Um, and again, another person in my life who helped me want more based on just being able to realize that it's okay for me to want more money, which was like really a very coming from a place where my family didn't earn very much, where people who did were looked down on and, you know, we're the lesser, but we're better because we survive on like that. Oh, there's so many messed up things that I learned as a kid. And um, love you, mom and dad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> but but when you're come from coming from that limiting belief system. So she talks, I mean, you're about us is just a lot about breaking down limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Why do you think that? Well, let's slash it again. Another lie that isn't true that we've told ourselves. So um, please go again. You can read it, but I would recommend listening to it because I, Jen Sincero's voice is just the best. Oh, good. Because I haven't listened to it, you but I got list. so many audible credits. It's oh, time. girl. I so many. Girl, do it. And then save some of your audible credits for Rachel Hall's next book, which is coming out. I think she said February. It's is way right? late. No, it's like May. Oh, like, May. Okay. Next year. But, but it's called Girl Stop Apologizing. But I'm excited. And I was like, oh, can we release it Stop Apologizing. I hope she does a pre-sale and then releases it soon. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so those are, those are our general personal development resources that we're digging right now. I'm sure we're going to continually add to that. Um, and... Yeah, I think I hope you guys can get something out of this. I hope yeah. that, you know, comment and tell us like if you have Oh, if you have something else, bring it. Yeah, bring it. Bring <laughs> the resources, but also um, you know, like go check these resources out and let us know what you think. Yeah. If tell us not- your tendency, yeah. tell us your love language, like oh, break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Yes. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Okay, I'm all in now. I can actually like when we're talking to the right, correct part of the mic. And our sound waves look pretty good. I'm gonna pull up my show notes so I actually sound like I know. I suppose it makes sense to like actually turn it toward myself and not just (laughs) talk in the side over here. I'm sadly realizing that like eventually um, we're gonna have to record separately. I know. Like probably in the next six months. I know. I've thought about that many times and I'm not ready. Pretty soon it's not going to. Like, can we record once a month still? That's because you have demands for sound quality. Yeah, I'm kind of needy like that. I'll I'll own that title. (laughs) Personal growth. Are we recording right now? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because bloopers. Okay. <laughs>
And I can always cut it out if you're like, I got nothing. <laughs> no, I don't ever have nothing. <laughs> Again, brevity, not a thing. <laughs> this is why we do a podcast, though. We'll see. There it is. Yeah, yeah. We back. Okay. We back. Like we never left. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Macklemore. Oh, man. So you know. That's a good song. Gemini is a great album. I haven't listened to the whole album. I've only listened to like a couple songs. Car music. Yes, yes. But but that takes a lot of work. It does. It's, it's exhausting. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep track of what you say and... Remember what you said. And I don't do that. Yeah. I know. I don't I, remember anything. I, okay, we need to record. Oh, we are, but I'll stop. I know, but we need to like start. <laughs> okay, we're gonna I'm stop. like snapping. <laughs> we're going to start to do this. Do the thing right now. Let's actually talk the content. Okay. <laughs>